Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Tom Durbin. Tom is head of school at Lenaway Christian School. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have a chat with you. First of all, tell us a little bit about your role as head of school and about your school, Lenaway Christian School. Yeah, I appreciate that. My role here is very similar, also known as superintendent. Um, and so we're a school from three-year-olds all the way up through 12th grade. We have 531 students uh, spanning that age group. And I've been here for nine years, seven years in this role. And overall, okay, 26 years in administration. But I love our school. It's a, it's a great community. We're in a town of about 25,000 people. Uh, and so we draw mostly from there. And so it's just, just a wonderful group of people that we get to do life with every day. Yeah, amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So I always love to find out, and I know our listeners enjoy hearing some of your story. Tell us about some of the moments that really shaped you becoming the person and the leader you are today. Yeah, I'm, without going all the way back to, to, to birth, right? Like, but I've just been really blessed to have fantastic mentors in my life that have just really impacted and influenced me. And so, I mean, that goes back to my grandparents, of course, um, who just hard workers um, and just servants. Uh, you know, my one grandfather was a farmer. My other one was a rural mail carrier and served in the army. And so just learned from a young age of really putting people first and working hard. And then my, both my parents were, were school teachers, um, you know, for 30 and 40 years. So I guess education has just been in my blood. And so, and then just growing up, different coaches, different teachers, and you take a little bit from each one. And then as I got into profession, uh, into teaching, uh, I was really, really blessed to have just some tremendous people pour into me at a, at a young career. And I only taught for six years before my principal at that time came and said, hey, I think you make a great athletic director. And so I was kind of flattered by that. And that started me on my thinking about administration work. What I didn't know is he had kind of worked around the building and everybody else had said no before he got to me. But just that lesson of you know, saying yes, usually before thinking maybe all the way through it, but just leaning into those opportunities. And then different principals and superintendents that just really showed me the, the, the ropes. And, and I've just been really blessed uh, with those people. Yeah, I can't wait to chat more about that. When you stepped into your first role, like you said, 
which in hindsight you, you realize uh, may have been an opportunity uh, out of after asking other people first, which I love hearing that because I think we should be encouraged as leaders that sometimes, sometimes from our perspective with our eyes, we see someone and we underestimate or we don't, and, and then maybe our third, you know, we, we think someone else first and, and they say no. And I think sometimes we've got to question our own perspective. And so I love that story that that's actually where you got your start. What, what, what did you learn early on in leadership? What did you find surprising? Were there any favorite failures <laughs> where, where you really, you know, uh, learned from mistakes? Yeah, I, I think there's lots of, there's always lots of mistakes, right? And uh, kind of a great thing, I think, in leadership or even just education in, in relationships with people, you get opportunities of do-overs, right? You take what you've learned from those situations. And then if it doesn't always go right there, you know, we're always reflective of what could I have said different or what could I have done different to get a different result or have it be a bigger impact or you know, uh, maybe even got the result, but people didn't feel cared for in the, in that process. And so, uh, as we're dealing with, with people, there's always going to be another situation like tomorrow. I know there'll be opportunities to, to work through conflict or work with people. And so I think what I've learned is there'll always be another chance. Right. And, another opportunity. And, and that, I think that's really key because we can, we can beat ourselves up totally. Um, and, and to the point where life becomes really negative. Right. And I think that's something I try to teach with our young people or our new teachers or, you know, um, one of my favorite authors and is a pastor called, or, or his name's Erwin McManus. Um, out in California and then, and yeah. just a, you know, a tremendous speaker and leader. And one of the things that I picked up from him was that regret is in the, is in the past. Hope is in the future. And so what I've learned is, you know, as yeah. leaders we're yeah. we can't, we can't forget those past mistakes totally. Like we want to learn from them but we don't have to carry them with us because that becomes really heavy baggage. Right. And so if we're looking forward, then we know there's, there's problems that are coming tomorrow and how are we going to solve those? And, and what's the vision of the organization? Hope is what we need in coming out of a worldwide pandemic. I think that's super vital in, in getting people back on track and in leading people is projecting that hope. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Regret is in is in the past, but hope is uh, is looking forward. And that's um, uh, what about some of your favorite mentors? Who who were some of those people you mentioned who you learned the most? From? Yeah, and I would I would look currently. I have a tremendous boss and my my CEO um, of our ministry, and so we're not like in other schools where have a school board that is really my boss. I I have a CEO and his, his name's Dr. Jim Coleman. And he has really taught me to, uh, the value of listening. And one of the things that I really respect and have, have learned from him is 
no matter when I go into his office, no matter whatever kind of burden I bring to share with him, he stops what he's doing. If he's working on his computer, he turns and faces me and really is attentive and in the moment. And I think that's one of the things that I've learned because as leaders, there's a thousand things that tug at us and might be on our brain. But the most important thing is the person that's standing in front of me. And so when they feel valued, when they feel heard and appreciated, uh, that just strengthens them. It strengthens the organization. It strengthens the team. And so that's that's one of the key things that I think recently that I've really been working on and really have listened um, or have learned from from Jim. And so, mm. you know, and I also listened to uh, Ed Millette, which is extremely popular and, and people have, you know, your listeners have probably heard of and, and things. And, and that's one of the things that he's talked about too, is just the value of being present. And so it's personally one of the things I guess yeah. I've been working on. And also when we leave work or when I leave work, going home and I have a wonderful wife and two kids and it's hard for me to be present and just leave the problems at work. <laughs> uh, we're problem solvers as leaders, right? And so our brains kind of constantly yeah. work on those. And so we can move people ahead move organizations ahead. And so um, that is tough, but I have just an amazing, amazing wife who helps me through that and reminds me of, you know, being present, you know, when, when at home, because another, another lesson I've learned, I think recently is um, we strive for balance. And I don't know if balance totally exists. Equality in our time and energy doesn't really exist. Um, but being present is more important than having that total balance. So I had to let go of the, kind of the, that, that pull or that draw of being balanced because I could never spend enough, the equal amount of time at home awake and, and alert, you know, than I do at school, right? It's 10, 12 hour days. And yeah. we're just, but the time that I can give at home is those moments are, are more valuable. I have two teenagers, so you got to move fast, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And being present is, um, I love what you mentioned there about listening from what you've learned from Jim. And I think uh, we underestimate how powerful active listening is. We've all heard it. We've all heard people talk about it, but just focusing. I think uh, one of the reasons active listening is so underrated is when when we practice active listening and actually repeat back to people to check authentically that what we're hearing is what they're saying. Uh, I always say that it's not just that we might mishear something, but it's that a lot of us will unpack something and then when we hear it back, we'll go, actually, that's not what I mean. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're all um, communicators where there's so much opportunity for miscommunication. <laughs> and, um, and so I think being present as a starting point, just by active listening and repeating back to people what they've said 
to find out if we're if we're hearing correctly, but also if what they're saying is what they mean is I know it's 101, but it's such a great place to start. And I think it forces you to be present as well. So it's sort of a, uh, you know, it, it really helps to practice presence when you do that, in my experience. Well, I agree. I agree. And uh, one of the things that we talk about here at, at school, and especially being a Christian school, uh, but I think it's the same because I spent 17 years in the public school as well, is... And I don't think it's just school. I think it's any business that that we do or uh, any leadership that we do. Everything is built off relationships. Everything, right? And so, like you said, that active listening is kind of one-on-one, but we, free, we get so busy sometimes that we get pulled away from that basic, that basic lesson and just... I, I want everybody to leave feeling that they were heard and that there's a value in what they say. And we might, we might disagree, yeah. right? Like mm. that, that happens. Um, but I guess another lesson I, I've learned over the years, because I'm, I'm heavy on empathy skill, but that can also be anything. A strength can be too much of it can be a weakness. Right. And so sometimes not engaging in healthy conflict will will shorten the growth or will not get new ideas and so one of the things through our team here and through you know other leaders i've worked with is how to have healthy conflict and that's not always easy to do but listening really helps that yeah yeah, it is. It is hard. It's uh, one of the things I've learned is that for some people who come into a team that you might be leading, you might be the first place. You might be creating the first environment they've ever experienced where they can really have healthy conflict because people haven't worked in that environment before. Some often people haven't come from a family of origin where they do conflict well, and that's why it can be so difficult. But I think that's also. To me, that's really exciting to think that there could be someone on my team and not only for the sake of the vision and the mission of the organization is it important that we conflict well, but I can create an environment where for them, this could be the first time they ever really experienced the joy of things like you just described, being able to disagree and commit and still actually support each other. That's that's a, a beautiful aspect of leadership that I love to remind leaders is a real privilege. It is. I, I, I think you're right. And it is a skill, right? And it can enhance the culture of, of your leadership group, your, your, your work team, organization, school, whatever is helping. And, and here we can say we help kids work through that right and because we're a christian school you know we use we use biblical teachings to help with that and you know it's fun to see kids just kind of reflect that and um but it is it is i think one of the best skills that we that we can give people is how to have interpersonal communication and and grow from that yeah but it's not easy some of us 
more simple ideas are some of the hardest things to to execute right what what have you learned about how to do conflict well because it's such a hard thing and how to train up your team and create a culture where people in your organization do conflict well. yeah it's good um one of the things i've been working on too is in helping our our team do is work through what are the right questions or, or what are good questions to ask to to really promote ideas and that's where some of the, those that conflict comes is somebody might be really held on to an issue but listening giving everybody a chance to speak and and then but asking okay that's an interesting idea you know on my team you know Craig that was a great idea Adam or Abby or you know Heather what do you think about that what, what's your viewpoint and flushing out different viewpoints um, and giving them a value each each person has that same value to to share um, but then sometimes, sometimes we're just, people are at odds with one another, right? Um, and, <laughs> and, or we don't live up to somebody's expectation of what they want to do. And so, um, just being really authentic through that and acknowledging that, um, and, and giving them an opportunity to share, but then saying, okay, that's great. I want to, I want to reflect yeah, absolutely. that. It's, um, uh, it's one of my favorite topics, how to how to do conflict well. So I love that we've had a quick chat about that. Well, I want to ask you a bunch of questions for Leadership Express because I, I just uh, I, I really enjoy hearing different people's perspectives. So I, are you ready for yes, some I questions, am. Tom? Let's go. <laughs> okay. First of all, what's what's a book that you've given to other people? Yeah. Yesterday, I just gave a friend of mine who was in a really, you know, kind of tragic accident and left, you know, paralyzed. We had a great, great, you know, talk. And but I gave him the the Last Arrow by Erwin McManus, and Love Does by Bob Goff. Ah, uh, wonderful! Great couple of um, uh, great couple of authors, Erwin McManus and Bob Goff. I love it. Any great podcasts you're listening to at the moment or books you're reading right now or blogs that you find yourself opening up? Anything that you're reading or watching or listening to yeah. right now? Yeah, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a big Ed Millett fan. And so I try to listen to his weekly. Um, there's an inspirational speaker called Inky Johnson. Um, I like to listen to listen to him. Um Erwin McManus's podcast, his genius podcast. And then uh, I'm reading a book right now called The Everyday Hero Manifesto. Wonderful. What's a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? Oh, great question. Um, get reminded of, of, <laughs> of lessons all the time. And I think some of it is... is really what what we've talked about um being patient being still listening um and for me too that that means being still and listening to god's voice as well so um john maxwell's a you know i've got his leadership bible and that's a blend of of uh 
of God's word and then his insights. Yes, love uh, love John Maxwell. He's one of the I saw him speak one time in Sydney and I'd have to say he's one of the um top 5 most engaging speakers. I just love his work, but I was in awe sitting he sat down on the stage and I he was one of those people where I I really felt like he was having a conversation one-on-one with me and I was just looking around going how is he doing this? Um and his He's just yeah, he's he's wonderful. I I love his uh, his thought leadership around leadership. Yeah, yeah. How lucky to see him. How how powerful. Oh, I know. Yeah, one of the one of one of my highlights. Uh, do you have any favorite questions that you ask in a one-on-one setting in a team setting? Yeah, oh, that's a great question too. Uh, I think just. Asking the question of what do you think about that? I love to hear people's thinking, um, kind of their, their process and opening that door for them. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what do you think about that? It's such a simple one, but really effective. Thank you for sharing that. What's a commonly held belief in education that you passionately disagree with? Oh. Yeah, I, I think that kids are, are stuck in one path, you know, um, either, either educators, a parent, or even students themselves will put them into a grouping that just, like, just limits their abilities, you know, um, and, and every, mm. I believe there's greatness in, in every person, you know, because we're created in God's image. He's great. So there's got to be greatness in all of us. And, and I believe that in, in every kid and every, every, every person, it doesn't look the same, but in schools, we can be very systematic. And so, um, Mm. the ideas that, well, if you don't go to college, then you're not going to have a successful life. That is absolutely false. We're, we're all, all given gifts. We just have to help develop them. So, um, we always stereotyping, uh, kids or, or people. I just, I just, I will fight that every day. It's interesting you bring that up because it's, it's such a big challenge I see in education. There's this tension between effective, finding something that's effective and efficient, and then realizing uh, that at the end of the day, what's most effective is different for different kids. I I see that as such a, you know, even saying that out loud makes me scratch my head. I really feel for educators. And I think it's an industry that, that really wrestles with um, those sort of general, everyone has those stories. I have friends who, who are exceptional human beings and so gifted in different areas, different industries, who their experience of school just didn't really, um, from an education perspective, didn't really fit them. It must be such a big challenge as an educator every day to wrestle with that. Yeah, and and what I've what I've noticed, Shano, is our students, any pandemic and 
the challenges of remote learning and things like that, I think have only complicated things even more for, for kids. We're pretty, pretty good thinkers when it comes to uh, just knowledge base, facts, you know, rote processes, things like that. But to ask students, older students, um, reflective thinking questions, and it's a challenge, right? We, we lose that creative mind that we have as, yeah. as very young kids. You know, you ask a student, uh, a young student, you know, early elementary, what are you good at? And all their hands shoot up and they want to tell you stories. And, and you know, you ask older students or even adults, hey, what, what are your gifts? What are you good at? And um, we've been taught so much to be so humble that we've kind of humbled ourselves out of acknowledging you know, what, what the greatness is inside of us. And so uh, reflective thinking um, sometimes gets really pushed out of, of education. Yeah, ab absolutely. I, I agree. Um, what is a great piece of advice you've received? You know, as we've listened, I've, I've shared so many, it seems like simple things, but a great piece of advice I've been given is just keep showing up. And I, and I share that with people too, you know, like, but it takes courage to do that because life is hard. Yeah. Right. Work is hard. Relationships are yeah. hard. But when we, when we come with show up and make someone else's day better, I guess is what I would add to it. Then the day has great purpose. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's great. Uh, what's a movie or TV show that really impacted you? Oh, cause I, I watch, I watch TV to just relax and kind of go, go numb or, or not, not necessarily numb, but just to unwind and, and things like that. So I think I'm really, I think That's I'm drawn right. to the shows that show people at their best, the the creativity, mm. right? So like the cooking challenge and shows where you just see um, people create the, just these masterful yeah. dishes yeah. because it's an expression of them. It's expression of just, hours and hours and hours of, of per, per, perfecting the craft. And so uh, I get drawn into to those type of those type of shows more than more than anything else. Yeah, the the one of uh, my favorite shows is the Australian uh, MasterChef oh, yeah. show, which is fantastic. It's, uh, it's so good. There's something about food as well that I think um, for me, I'm really, I love food. My, my wife, Liz and I, anywhere we go uh, on a holiday, as an example, is always food centric, like food's at the center of what we do. Uh, but I, I love MasterChef because you see that journey, exactly like you said, you see, you see people being pushed as well. There's a challenge where they're being stretched in front of your eyes and over a number of weeks, they grow as people that you don't normally get to see, but also uh, you you're able to see this art actually in something that we all understand as food. It's just uh, it's just mesmerizing to watch the 
I find people in these challenges where they're getting so pushed and they end up creating something so wonderful in an hour or an hour and a half. It is, there's something about that that I enjoy so much. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think you summed it up super well. Um, it's just those, those human moments, right? Where you, where they yeah. overcome the adversity of in the moment, or maybe they don't. Right. But it was outside of something that they usually mm-hmm. do, but you get to see them just that growth process. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Believe in yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Mm. And that's okay, right? Like, like, come, what can I learn today? You know, (laughs) and, you know, my wife, Dory, um, she always wanted to be an artist, um, loves to draw. And over the pandemic, she's, she's written three children's books. And and it just amazes me. Um, written and illustrated those and um, those are the things that we talk about right like believe in your gift and it's not going to be perfect Mm. but you're learning each day and she's she's just so inspiring to me um, just to watch her grow into that Mm. so yeah there's a shameless plug for my wife I guess but you know yeah That's definitely allowed and encouraged. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those who who really appreciated uh, what you shared today and might want to connect on on LinkedIn or 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 just uh, look up your school, where can people find find out more about you and the school? Yeah, I appreciate that. So, our website is lenaway.org. That's L-E-N-A-W-E-E, and then I am on on LinkedIn. Um, and you know, I have my email, uh, is running principal at gmail.com because I'm a long time love of running and long time track coach. And, you know, that's really how I got into education too, is just, you know, just yeah. loving to work with, with kids in that area and, and see them achieve things that they didn't think they could. That's wonderful. Uh, well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Today's episode has been uh, a lot of fun and some great wisdom from Tom. Don't forget that I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast that you can check out where I give you tips on things like how do you build a high-performance team or cast vision and the Leadership Question of the Day podcast, where I put a stone in your shoe every day with a different question to make you uncomfortable, help you grow as a leader. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to Tom for coming on the podcast, being so generous with your time. And uh, and yeah, just for sharing sharing your wisdom. I've had a great time. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest. I appreciate Tom. it, Jono. And it's, just, it's been a blessing to me. And thank you for what you're doing and the message that you're getting out and helping to grow leaders. It, It's fantastic. And I really, really appreciate this opportunity.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O. White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in Step Up or Step Out. 
And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.